So welcome everybody to the Wisdom Podcast. Uh, tonight is the sixth episode and the topic tonight is revival. We're going to talk about revival and anything that relates to that. So uh, if you if you are in England and the weather is nice, then uh, why don't you just take your phone or if you can go outside, sit on your balcony if you still have Wi-Fi or internet up there, get a cup of tea or something like that and a pair of headphones and listen to this and then... You know, relax. We're gonna talk about revival. Um, but um, <coughs> thank you for everyone who's already in the comments and asking the comments or who sent in the questions. Uh, that's very nice. If you're listening to this now and uh, watching, or you can hear me, just comment and let us know that it sounds all okay and you're listening. But nice to see that it's all working and nice to see your comments and things like that. Um, but uh, if you're tuning in for the first time. This is how it works. This is going to be a podcast where we're just going to have a conversation about revival and uh, the Western church or just the church in the world. And if you want any questions sent in anonymously, you can send them to this email that's on the screens at the moment, which is podcast at amazinggrace.eu. And, you know, all emails or questions that will be sent through will be come across as anonymous. If you want to, you can just question, drop questions in on YouTube or on Facebook as well. So, um, let's just pray, and then uh, I'm going to introduce the guests for tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for tonight and for this Wisdom Podcast. Lord, we thank you that revival is in your hands, and uh, this is what we want tonight. Lord, I just pray that everyone who's listening to this podcast tonight, or if he's listening back to it, Lord, I just pray that they would be... um, blessed and encouraged and just have vision lord for revival and just a bit of a deeper wanting to get to know you more lord I just pray yes, that lord. everyone who's um wanting to ask questions tonight they would have the questions so just type the questions in and um, also bless us lord give us wisdom lord because all wisdom comes from you and, and we pray this in jesus name amen 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 i'm gonna ask one more time if anyone can let me know in the comments that this is working and it's coming through okay, then then I'm happy that it's all working. I'm going to ask one more time if anyone... Okay, just checking. It's working for me. Let us know if it's working for you. Um, so, we have a few guests in the show tonight. We have the usual Andy and Martin. Say hi, guys. Hello. Good evening. And then we have two new guests who haven't been on the show. We have Ian Duffy. Ian, say hi. Hello. Hello. That is Ian there. And then we have Stephen Simpson. Hello. Hello. So um, we have some exciting guys and uh, exciting uh, opinions and I think wisdom coming from them as well for tonight's topic. But tonight I haven't prepared any kind of icebreakers because I think the topic is quite exciting enough to just start diving deep straight into it and we're gonna go for it and just see see what happens okay stacy is saying it is working great thanks stacy for that so first uh kind of question or about revival what i have over here is um that the person who's writing this question says that i can't find the word revival in the bible so what is it and when did it first come into christian culture that's a great question for Stephen. 
was just gonna, there's, there's a lot of words that are not in the Bible, isn't there? Uh, so Martin, uh, Martin for one. Yeah. I mean, so Stephen, I mean, what do you think? It's not in the Bible, is it? But uh, yeah, that doesn't mean we we don't take it seriously. So Stephen, where did it come uh, from? Then I have no idea when uh, when it came into general use uh but but obviously it's a historical thing because you can see it through history you can see uh things like the great awakening you can see the welsh revival uh i mean these are all things that happened uh, and there were you know there were all moves of god so uh i don't think the actual word has to be in the bible uh, yeah for it for it to mean something you know like there's, there's lots of things we believe in as christians that the, the word's not in the bible or, yeah uh, it's the concept, yeah. isn't it, of renewal yeah. Yeah. and, um, exactly. you know, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that brings new life to the church. Yeah. yeah. It's probably not the best word, actually, because revival <coughs> d- doesn't mean something like come back to life or something. Yeah, resuscitate, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's not exactly, it's got, a, it, I mean, that ex- is never totally true of the body of Christ, is it? <laughs> the body of Jesus doesn't die. The church doesn't die, but... The church needs renewal mm. and it needs fresh moves of God and it needs help and it gets weak. So that's, mm. it's, it's interesting that, you know, you're saying there about the word revival because it, it's a word we all use, but it's prob- probably renewal and outpouring of the Holy Spirit are more biblical. Mm. But it's totally yeah. accepted, isn't it, in church history and in church now, mm. yeah. the word revival, and we sort of have a sense of what it means. Yeah. And you see a pattern of it in the Bible as well of, you know, when the, you know, the nation of Israel goes down into a bit of decline and backsliding and idolatry, and then they're revived and, you know. Yeah, but enough about Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so when was the first uh, revival? When was the first revival? What would you say, Ian? Um, well, so if we're, if we're agreeing that, that the word revival isn't necessarily... Um, the absolute word that you need to use and yeah. you'd, you'd look at renewal and an outpouring and a coming back to Christ and all that kind of stuff yeah. you, you've got to start with the point Andy just made yeah. which for me goes back to um, sort of Moses leading the Israelites, the Israelites into the promised land yeah. and God makes, God makes a very very clear um, statement to them and he, he says if you, if you follow me if you observe my words and follow my commands, you'll be blessed. Yeah. And and if you don't, you'll be punished. And, and I, I I did a study on this a few months back, and and the list of the things that you'll be blessed with, yeah, is is actually significantly shorter than the list that you'd be punished with. Interestingly, <laughs> the, uh, the list of things that could go wrong is about twice the size of the list of the things that could go right. And um, well. so so for me, I think the first renewal. Repentance, coming back, coming back to God, that, that I would mark as significant yeah. w- would probably be in mass numbers would be the Israelites turning back to God, saying, "We're yeah. sorry, we're being defeated. We've left you and abandoned you, and we've gone for other gods." So yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. personally go back to, to to that as a sort of a major first. Yeah. Um, but but then I, I think I have a, a a second one, which would be sort of in in uh, in sort of New Testament uh, yeah. would yeah. be. Um, the 120 gathered in the upper room. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, 
for me, that is just like the most beautiful yeah. and significant, mm-hmm. what I would class as outpouring, renewal, yeah. Yeah. refreshing, um, mm. revival, if you like, yeah. of, of 120 people. And, and from there, you, know, <coughs> you, you, link, you link revival a lot, don't you, to growth in numbers and, and spiritual growth. Yeah. And, um, and from that one event with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, yeah. those, those in the room grew massively in, in spiritual health. Yeah, and then that that day, thousands were added to the church. Yeah, yeah, and that was the, that was the beginning as well, wasn't it? So yeah. you know that when we talk about being revived, we're being revived to something a bit like that. Yeah, hmm. you know the very beginning, and I think like even in Acts, like there's different points. It's not like everywhere they go, the same things happen. You know that when Paul was in Ephesus, it says that he did unusual miracles, and uh, you know. You know, everyone was here in the gospel, uh, yeah. and, and that didn't happen everywhere he went. Yeah. He, you know, he, some places he went, it was it was smaller. You know, most places he went, it was big, but in Ephesus, it was it was massive. Yeah. Hmm. And there, yeah. there are just different moves. You know, different yeah. different things happen. So, what are some of the fruits then of the revival? So, how do you know revival is happening or revival isn't happening? Well, I think it's like Ian saying there, it's a turning back to God. Hmm. Of his yeah. people, primarily, to yeah. turn him back because we wander, don't we? Yeah. You know, we wander as as national churches, and we wander as what happens to us individually. You wander away from God, and He calls you <coughs> back. You repent and get refreshed and refilled, and you know from your own life mm. when that happens, the fruit of your life is just all good stuff. All the Jesus stuff comes out when you come back to God and get some refreshment and get refilled with the Holy Spirit. And as you'd walk away from God, the fruit of your life begins to change and it gets drier and harder and colder. And so that, that tiny thing that happens for us, it's, it's like a, little, a tree, you know. What happens for the leaf is happening for the whole tree. Um, hmm. And I think, hmm. uh, you know, all those nice words that have been said already, like refreshing hmm. and, uh, you know, turning back to God and, and, and the connection of numbers to that. Numbers is part of the fruit of a healthy church isn't it if it's, it's growing well a lot of people are coming to jesus mm. and um a lot of people are getting saved which obviously isn't happening around here mm. is it yeah yeah no. i know i know it's in- you can see can't you like you look at the church we're not in revival yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's pretty pretty obvious uh that the, the life isn't there that for and uh, yeah, the numbers not getting saved, and yeah. uh, I think like they use the word don't they, awakening. So like if you have like a revival, then the church has been revived. Yeah, the light has come into the church. But then when there's an awakening, you know, like the great awakening, then the whole of society is being transformed. Uh, yeah. 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 Praise the Lord. It's interesting as well, isn't it? Because it just kind of shows like right the way through the Bible, or almost from cover to cover, right up until now as well. It just shows the state of the human heart, doesn't it? And the yeah. state of our, our, you know, we're all, man's always been man right from the very beginning. And it just shows our kind of, our flesh and our mm-hmm. heart and what, what, what we're like, you know, our tendency to backslide and wander from the Lord and things of God. And it just goes right the way through. That's why it kind of happens in a pattern like that, that it's sort of a decline and then a, a revival, if you like. And then, because man's just man, you know. And then just through a mighty act of God's grace towards us, he pours out his Holy Spirit and brings us back to him, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even through my life as a Christian, <clears throat> I can see some key times I've been renewed and revived. Yeah. And other times yeah. I've been, you know, hey, walking with the Lord, serving the Lord. Yeah. But but not not fully, not how I should be. Mm. You know. I mean, you must have experienced that, Ian. You've had, you've had thousands of years of being backslidden, haven't you? <laughs> Ian? Ian! Yeah, I, yeah I, I, was, I was just, I was thinking about... You were getting a cup of tea, weren't you, brother? Earlier <coughs> to describe um, when, it's not, when you're not with Jesus, you know, yeah. when, you, when you turn your back on him. Yeah. And you use words like hard, dry, lonely, cold. Yeah. And then, um, and when you when you describe that, it feels like life in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, feels like life I, I life think, in our church. <laughs> yeah, well, and I was going to say, and, it, yeah. and, and I think if that's inside and outside of church. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, and, and I think I think it's uh, it's all linked, isn't it? It's it's linked to um, how close as a church we are to God. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I grew up. I grew up, up with that question, how does revival, you know, asking that question, yeah. how, how does revival happen then? Yeah. And the answer that I always got was it starts with yourself. Yeah. yeah. It starts with you, starts with your devotion <laughs> to God, starts with your personal life and walk. Yeah. It then, it then spreads out to your, your lo- you know, your, your immediate family, your wife, your kids. Yeah. Your, your, you know, your, your, your immediate relatives and then and it, it goes out from there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, and I, yeah. I think, I think it's absolutely um, those words that, that you used earlier, Martin, completely describe probably every country that doesn't have Jesus at the centre. Yeah. Mm. Um, whether that be in Europe or Africa or yeah. um, wherever you like, um, if if uh, if God isn't central to it, yeah, then you're not close. Enough, then you're not close enough to the heat. Yeah. Mm. And it and it will feel cold, and it will mm. feel um, lonely, and it will feel hard. Because yeah. you're just you're miles away from the power source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's that there's that and there's that personal sort of church like Ian's just said then, you know, you turn to God, you feel the blessing, mm. your family feel the blessing of that. Everyone's blessed if you're close to God. Mm. Um But then there does seem to be these moments in church history mm. where there's this unexpected <laughs> wave of total outpouring of the Holy Spirit, where God just does good to everyone in every church in the nation mm. or, or the vicinity. Mm. And um, and there's just all the stuff, you know, like you were saying, Stephen, all the stuff in Acts of the Apostles is renewed, miracles renewed, lots of salvation, lots of repentance, lots of tears, <clears throat> dancing, joy, praise, new songs get written. Mm. It's like the rivers, you know, that the... the um, the floodgates have been open, the dam's open, the river's flowing, and all sorts of stuff's happening, you know. Um and I suppose in our life of a in our lifetime as a Christian, you're always looking for that again and for the promises. And the more you know of church history, the more you're longing for it, you know. Mm. Longing for the church to be on top. Mm. Well, especially if you've lived in our generation, in the UK, yeah. for instance, mm. which is you know, in my in, in my own life, I've seen the church go downhill. Mm. For the last 35 years. I've been a Christian for 35 years. You know, you get saved. It's phenomenal. Of course it is. You're saved. You meet Jesus. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's phenomenal personally. Mm. 
you know, if you if someone said to me at that point, oh, the church isn't doing very well, I'd say, what are you talking about? Mm. I'm in heaven, buddy, you know, I've mm. just been saved. Um, but it's only personal, actually. Mm. If you have a bigger perspective of the world and mm. the nation and history and more understanding, you realise, oh, yeah, I was actually born again in a period of decline. Yeah, It's actually going down. And though there's been some waves, there has, in my own 35 years, there been a couple of distinct waves. They weren't very big. They weren't anything like the Welsh Revival or the Great Awakening any or anything like that. Um, so... I mean, You're people, longing for the bigger waves, aren't you? Yeah. People might know what's Great Awakening or, you know, Welsh Revival. So what happened then? Well, it's just periods of church history where the church was on the back, you know, on, on its back foot against the ropes. And then within 20, 30, 40, 50 years, so many people get saved and so much transformation <laughs> takes place that the church is on the front foot hmm. in victory, changing cities, changing culture, changing the nation, mm. leading the nation towards God instead of... Uh, yeah, getting, it's interesting It's interesting what you say there, bro, because yeah. I, 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 was, um, I was really interested in uh, Reinhard Bonnke's response to that when, when we went down to uh, <laughs> yeah. London a few years ago. Um, so I remember someone asking the question, um, what, what's your view? on all these people that have tried for years to see massive revival and yeah. had no success. And, and Reinhard said, uh, an apple only falls in the right season. Um, yeah. And, and if it's wow. not the season, then it just doesn't fall. And, and um, I, I think, you know, yes. some, the, the, there must be some people around the world, most of them probably dead now, thinking, yeah. truth, the years we've ploughed into South Africa, the years we've mm. preached into South Africa, yeah. Yeah. The years we've we've done everything we can for South Africa, and we've seen nothing. Yeah. Um. But 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 then you know this guy called Ryan Bonke and his team come along and and you know a yeah. hundred million Christians, a yeah. hundred million people say yes to Jesus over a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. three or four decade period. Yeah. Um. So South Africa wins. You know, yeah. God wins. Yeah. And um. And I think I think it links in the chain with many things. You know, you might you might sort of. To Martin's point there, you know, some people might have said, look, it was absolutely dry as sticks in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. But, but maybe, someone, maybe someone got saved in the 80s. Yeah. Who's going to be a phenomenal person in 2023. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. It, it, you just don't know what that, I mean, the Bible says, doesn't it, for it there's a party in every, for every person that turns to Jesus. Absolutely. And, and accepts yeah. him as saviour. So yeah. that, that has to mean that everyone is important. Every yes. single one is important. Yeah. And every salvation must mean something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, um, like you say, that you can't, you know, in the words of Gandalf, we cannot choose when we are born, the season to which we're born. All we can do is decide what we're going to do with the time that we're given. And then something about following his nose. But anyway, yeah, I mean, the truth is we can't decide when we're born. And it's not that it's insignificant. Like Ian's saying there, is absolutely right. You know, you do what you can with what you've got. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, the parable of the talent, isn't it? You know, if you've been given one coin, hey, trade with it. Do what you can in the season that you're in with all of your heart and you'll get the same reward yeah. as the guy you got 50 million saved on the back of a big revival yeah. wave. Yeah. That's, yeah, the, exactly. that's the truth. What yeah. we're doing is always significant. Yeah. It's always with God and it always matters. Mm. Um. 
Yeah. But obviously, I mean, for the sake of uh, your nation and and Europe in particular at the moment, you, you want to see it turn back to God. Yeah. So is there a difference between personal revival and church revival? Uh, uh, what, Stephen, what do you yeah. think? I think there is. Yeah, I mean, of course there is. Because, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, you go through periods in your life where... I know, like, God's always the same distance to you, but, yeah. like, there's, there's a sense where you're closer to God, uh, yeah. and, and, and and that's personal, isn't it? Because, yeah. obviously, mm. God hasn't, like, moved anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but... But then but, you have but, kids. But you're you're, you're <laughs> connected into him, and your, uh, your heart is towards him. Uh, but that doesn't always coincide with what's happening in the church, or... Yeah. What's happening in the nation? You know, you can have a mighty revival going on inside your heart, yeah, but, yeah. but you know, mm. the nation's going down the tubes. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. And, and and then there's there's moments of grace. You know, there's like I I, I really believe that there's there's you know there's places and there's times, uh, and you, you know where where God is moving and things are happening and. That's why it's always important to respond. You know, when the Holy Spirit's doing something, mm. you got to jump in. Yeah. Uh, you don't miss out because you know he might not be doing it tomorrow, and uh, and you can't say, oh, well, you know, I'll go somewhere else and get it. You know, wherever God's moving and wherever He's doing, uh, He's doing it there, and He's you know, and He's doing it at that moment. Yeah. And just just be part of it, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you do step into that personally, that's when things change for you, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, it's like your story, and you know, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here, but um, you you were sort of in the church, faithfully serving, but living a sort of mediocre Christian life, really, until like that big blast of the Holy Spirit you had in that Martin Smith meeting where you saw something. Something happened yeah. to you. Hmm. You had a vision of what you were going to do and be, and it, and it's been different yeah. since, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I, I was living a Christian and utterly unsupernatural life. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So there was there was absolute, you know, it was a it was a it was a nice it was a it was a it was a Christian life hmm. with zero power. Yeah, a bit like Ricky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 had sorry and, Ricky and, and, had, I, 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 and I had and I had absolutely no belief that uh, that anything would change. I was I was completely convinced that I was going to heaven. Yeah, I was thankful to God. I had I, I had Jesus as my personal savior, hmm. um, and I and I believed in the Holy Spirit. I did. I believed yep. that the Holy because he's it, been written about for yeah. thousands of years. You know the accounts hmm. of many. Uh, convinced me that gee, that the Holy Spirit was real. But yeah. For me personally, I just felt that the church was in the UK in particular was just dead, yeah. you know, mm. absolutely dead, mm. and um, and and that the people around me were dead as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I was convinced that they were going to heaven, but it was yeah. almost like clinging on. It was yeah. like clinging on yeah. to uh, 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 um, you know, I'll I'll be holy, I'll be holy for as long as I can, and I'll get into heaven at the end of it. Yeah. Um, r- rather than focusing on anything like the Great Commission or mm. moving in the power of the Holy Spirit, and then 
we, we went to Spring Harvest in 1995, uh, mainly because we'd never done it before. We yeah. had a really great youth leader called Ruth, who, uh, who, who said, I, I need to take you guys out of this small local church and, and just expose you to something a bit bigger, Yeah, really. And um, we went to Spring Harvest, and Stephen was there, and you, you'll remember that first, first night, Stephen. Yeah. I, I walked into that theatre, mm. and... And the Holy Spirit was alive and well, <laughs> and living in that room. Yeah, mm. I, I mean, and I felt I, I pushed through the clouds to get into it. Mm. What yeah, year was that? There was a real move of God there as well at yeah. that that time. It wasn't like a just like we went away to a meeting. There was there was there was stuff. You know, the Holy Spirit was really really moving. You know, that was one of uh, those waves, wasn't it? There's yeah. a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. Was that in the it's just, just interesting. It's like what I was saying about like. Because I, I remember at the time, a lot of people said, "Oh, you don't need to go there." You know, we've got meetings on at Easter, and yeah, and hmm. and and we didn't have an answer, you know, but we just wanted to go. Yeah, and and when we went there, it was like, "Oh, yeah, we did need to go." Yeah, you were in the same and, meeting, Stephen. Never the same again. We brought a lot of that back with us. I didn't know you were in the same meeting. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's we were awesome. Same youth group. You see that? It's funny, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you can put down. You can point to a moment yeah. and a meeting and a place where something awesome happens to you that does change you mm. um, forever and puts you on a different level from that point. And, you know, there's other can levels I, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Can I give you another? Can I give you another one? Please that, do. That, that, that is specifically around revival. Yeah. Which was going to see Billy Graham. Oh, yeah. Um. 1980, was it 84? 1984. Yeah. Um, Billy Graham at Walker Park. Awesome. I just, I, my mum and dad were stewards. Um, so they, they, and I was only, I was only 13, 12 or 13. Yeah. But my mum and dad were stewards and he was there for a week or five days, I think it was. Yeah. And because my mum and dad were stewards, I, I had to go, I had to go every night. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought, I thought I have to go to see Billy Graham every flipping night. <laughs> um, uh, like five or six nights, and and I went with some friends. We were in South Bank Baptist Church at the time, yeah. and um, and we went in a bus. There was about thirty of us went on a bus yeah. up to so up to Sunderland. Wow! And um, I don't know, maybe there was six or seven of us young, younger kids, you know, teenagers. Yeah. And uh, in this group of thirty, well, I'm telling you now, it was it was rubbish, right? Yeah. Until Billy Graham got up. Yeah. It was it was cold. It was wet. Yeah. It was dark. It was boring. It was Sunderland. Yeah. <laughs> right. This describes our church on a Sunday before I get up. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then this this blow called Billy Graham. Yeah. Wow. Full of the power of the Holy Spirit, stood up, slowly walked to the front, opened his mouth, and the whole stadium fell <laughs> silent. Oh, I feel like I'm there. Wow. Yeah, it fell silent, and the, and the man preached the gospel mm. in thirty minutes, and then made a an altar call, and just in the in the silence of those first few moments before the choir um, yeah. warms up and gets going, just the patter of feet making the way down the concourse from all over that stadium. Phenomenal! And and I just went. I just went. But what I didn't realise was everyone around me just went as well. Yeah. A lot of us just went. Mm, well, and and the next thing I know, we stood as a group. The whole busload that had gone yeah. stood on the field at, at Sunderland, and there must have been 
Power of God. Five thousand mm. people. Five thousand people Phenomenal. stood on the on the on the thing. And and that was an amazing that I think I've shared that with you before, Martin. That was yeah. like a peg in the like a peg in the ground for me. That it was like a phenomenal. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a. If, if getting to heaven is made up of a number of faces, and I can't yeah. tell you how many there are, <laughs> or if spiritual growth, if spiritual yeah. growth is about Big hitting a number of faces, that, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. one base for me was making an adolescent commitment to Jesus publicly yeah. in front of thousands of people. Yeah. Um, and then, but then I had to go the next four nights as well. I had to go the next four nights yeah. because my mum and dad was stewarding. Yeah. And I didn't go out anymore, yeah. but I could have. Yeah. And watching watching vast numbers of people go go forward yeah. every night kind of gave me a confidence of that course. revival's real. Yeah. And it happened. The yeah. God works. And, and changes lives. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, tell me, Andy, if I'm wrong, but like listening to this, in my lifetime, it seems completely like something unheard of. Like, I was born, what, 25? 25 minutes ago. No, 26. <laughs> 20, 27? No, who knows? Something 25 plus years ago. And, like, in my lifetime, I've just been in that, like, dry church. Mm-hmm. And, like, hearing these things and yeah. reading in the books. About well, you've got to get these out things. amazing grace. <laughs> <laughs> reading about these things, you know, they seem like just stories oh, yeah. not mm. real uh, so I'd love to know more like what's what's yeah. your experience been about yeah I mean mine has been like similar in that sense I think I was like saved and saved in the splashes of it splashes of what these guys are talking about you know okay. when I was first saved um, but since then it's been going rapidly downhill hasn't it like I've had similar like personal experiences and stuff but similar thing to what you're saying there Larry like I, I I'd never really saw it like I'd never saw it with my own eyes, but I'd never like got revelation spiritually of it either. If that makes sense, I'd never like saw it spiritually either. Um, until only a, a few years ago, really. Um, I was reading this book, "The Revival in the Hebrides" by Duncan Campbell, mm. and that this was about four years ago or something. And this book, yeah. since reading this, that was when. Although I haven't seen it physically, like these guys are talking about, the same way, I absolutely saw it. Saw revival in yeah. my heart, you know, mm. in my in my with my spiritual eyes, and ever since then, I've never been the same. I've I, I just had a just revelation and just an impartation of the like the reality of what God can do, you know. Yeah. And it came through reading the Bible as well, reading through the Old Testament, the history books, and the kings and stuff like yeah. the decline and the rising again and all that as well. Yeah. Um. You know. So and yeah, this this. So you, although you don't, although like some of us younger guys maybe haven't seen it physically like these guys are chatting about here you can still receive it you know and 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 see it spiritually and 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 have full absolute faith for revival you know um yeah but it's interesting as well like when i was reading them books of the kings and stuff like you know which is that pattern like the ups and downs like we we're chatting about at the beginning a little bit like you see some of the kings are like awesome and they just go full-hearted for god yeah. some of them are totally backslidden yeah but then some of them are like awesome and a little bit <coughs> idol worshippers. Yeah. It's interesting as well that, like, you see it now, don't you? People try and kind of, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll just, the Lord, the Lord, and church and prayer and church and prayer. And then they go away and who knows what they're doing. You know, they're doing <laughs> yeah. yoga. You know, they're worshipping <laughs> yeah. football. They're worshipping yeah, yeah. all sorts of Asherah poles and statues of Baal in this current age. Yeah. But they've got to be smashed down and torn down in your life as well. And you have to only have the God of Israel as your God. Yeah. You can't just have God 
and the world. You know, the, the things of this world and the pagan idols that we have in this current culture have to be properly pulled down and died yeah. as well. And then you can fully grasp the Lord and, and have personal revival. Which is well. part of what happens in, in historical revivals, isn't it? Yeah, repentance. Christians get <coughs> purified and realise actually the Lord is enough and I love the Lord. And <coughs> that'll do. But it's interesting what Ian was saying there about, well, it's just two different instances that are totally different channels of God's power mm. that he's experienced there. One is in a worship meeting, mm. in, you know, a very sort of trendy, cool atmosphere, band, a lot of people seeking God and the Holy Spirit falling on them all. The other is uh, a sort of quite traditional experience, really, of a Billy Graham rally, mm. who's not a charismatic Christian um, and would never sort of stand in, on that line, but obviously a man filled with, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with God, filled with God's power. Mm. I mean, I, I think, this is just my opinion there, but you see what I think Ian's experiencing there, which is what others experience when they go to a Billy Graham rally, is the overflow of that man's life mm. and ministry. Yeah. It's like the power of God on him mm. is enough to get those 5,000 saved that night. It's incredible. <coughs> But if but if you asked Billy Graham if there was revival in England in the eighties, he'd say no. <laughs> he'd say no because it wasn't in the whole yeah. nation. You see. Yeah. Now, if you asked him if he saw revival in the fifties when he came, he'd say almost, yeah, almost, because the whole nation. Wow. He had the whole nation on the knees. Mm. You know, and I think it's like the difference between experiences experiences with God. God's always moving, isn't he? Hmm. Holy Spirit's always there for anyone who wants more of God. If you seek God, you'll find him. He doesn't mess anyone around. Hmm. However, there's still, I think, these breaking points where the <laughs> where the floodwaters come down and uh, everyone gets swept in almost, whether they want to or not. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or the whole community or culture gets impacted through yeah. the revival yeah and again you know it might take decades still mm. i mean wesley and them you know it, uh, it takes you know 30 40 50 years of continual salvations and moves of the holy spirit mm. so what about uh like the revival we're looking forward to because we are you know we're going for a revival our church has always been like oh we're preparing for a revival you know catch the wave uh, revival. So, what is it? What is it that we we are looking forward to, Ian? What do you think? What am I looking forward to in in terms of revival? In yeah, or mm. in our church, our movement. Like, what are we looking um, forward to? How do we know it's so, arrived? So, what what am I looking forward to? I'm I, I'm looking forward to an. Um, Unstoppable wave of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to um, salvations uh, in the tens of thousands. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to many of those people I've prayed for for years to be on, on that list. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the the days of the early church being the norm. Yeah. Today. Mm. Um. And I. And I. And I can't tell you how or when it would be, but but I have no doubt that it can be. Yeah. yeah. And um, mm. and I think uh, the, the the original question was, you know, is, is revival dead in the UK? Oh, is is the um, church? Yeah. 
is it is it dead in the West? Yeah, yeah is, is, the church is the Bible dead? I think I think it probably is. Um, mm. But but I don't believe for one minute that God's not got a plan that's going to see an amazing movement. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and irrespective of what my disappointments might be of the last ten or twenty years. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the next ten years on uh, <coughs> as this as if it's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's right. And mm. I think I think we we um we've got every confidence to do that because yeah. we we um you know it's not our call it's God's call you know yeah. revival isn't down to us yeah, yeah. revival is, is entirely God given you know it's um it's it's His move and He'll move when He wants um and some, and as I think as Martin said earlier sometimes He moves when we least expect it and certainly don't deserve it yeah um um and 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 He will. And he's God, he's an awesome God, and, and that, that, that he'll do that. But but I'm absolutely convinced, I'm convinced that revival's coming. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and, and, and I don't know when, where, or how, and I'm not bothered, actually. Mm. I'm not bothered when, where, or how. Uh, but I really want it to be, I really want to be involved in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, my, my hope is not in revival. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My hope is in Jesus. Yeah. But... But I'm sure revival is coming. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, there's a saying that says, uh, you know, if you're born in revival, you, you can't really live anywhere else or you're not satisfied anywhere else. And, mm. you know, like, like Ian, I, you know, I had that time at Spring Harvest. And then, you know, after that, I had a real encounter like uh, with Pensacola and, and oh, I just yeah. really experienced the revival there. And it, it's like a, a moment in my life. Tell us about Pensacola, Stephen. Did you go so, there? Uh, no, I didn't go. No, uh, you're in those but, sort of live link meetings. I de yeah, I definitely experienced it. Though I mean, like uh, there were, I mean, you'll have been there at the time at yeah. the Oak, you know, yeah. when we were showing the Pensacola videos. You probably brought them back with you when yeah. we went. But uh, you know, like uh, we, me and Ian, actually in the, the same youth group. You know, we went to the meetings there, and yeah, and you know, the Holy Spirit moved in that meeting. The one I was in, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I was in Pensacola. Yeah. And like, I mean, like I was on my knees, I had a vision of the cross, you know. I, I tell you, my life was never the same again. Oh, I was God. a completely different person. And I, I experienced revival, you know. Uh, wow. it, it touched me, you know. And, mm. and ever since then, yeah. uh, it's just this, this hunger. You just look around and I think, well, uh, I'm living for you, God, but but this isn't it. I want, I want more, you know. Yeah. I want to... Uh, I, I want I want to see that power in the church. I want to see that life, you know. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I, I'm just as you're speaking. I'm just remembering me at those Wimber meetings. You know, I went to these John Wimber meetings um, in the '80s when he, uh, his last his last meetings really. But again, you know, just the sense of the Holy Spirit's presence, seeing people physically healed in front of you, seeing people running forward to get saved. It just does something to you. Hmm. You see something of what can be, hmm. and you just want it everywhere and all the time. Yeah, and and you are never the same. You've seen something. Yeah, and it's great to be able to see something. You know, like Ian seeing Billy Graham, hmm. and 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 me seeing Wimber, and you just think, you know, you're hungry for. You know, there's more. Yeah, you know, there's more than what you're experiencing, hmm. no matter how good it is. Yeah. Um, you know, there's more for everyone and for yourself, so you, you, it just keeps you hungry. Mm. And, and Andy reading the Hebrides is exactly the same thing. Mm. You know, you're seeing something. God's yeah. like, 
showing you something more, yeah. um, which keeps you keeps you looking forward and keeps you hoping and hungry. Yeah, uh, it's in, it's interesting that you 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 sort of pinpoint stuff like that because a few years ago, I was, um, I was I was reading a book that some of you know I, I really like. It's a book called Finishing Strong. Yeah, and um, and and in it, the, the author talks about an assignment that he had to do when he was at Bible College. And when he was at Bible College, um, they they told him to try and find someone insignificant in the Bible and write about it. <laughs> and um, I, I I won't tell you who he, he wrote about, but since reading that book, it it's always I've always been interested that people that come in yeah. have just a few words said about them, and then and then they they leave the exit stage left, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> off stage right, and, they, and, and and they're no longer part of the plot. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? They're they're in the they're in the play for about five seconds. <laughs> Yeah. And and and, um, and Ananias is one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ananias, who is a man of God, and uh, and God basically comes to him yeah. and says, "I want you to go and see Saul, the murderer of Christians and people like you. I want you to go and see him. I want you to pray for him. I want yeah. you to revive him. Yeah. I want you to help him recover, and I want you to give him this message from me." Yeah. And um, and Ananias' um, involvement in the Bible is about. 20 verses. <laughs> yeah. And after he delivers his message to Paul, you never hear about Ananias anymore. Yeah. But you hear about Paul through the yeah. rest of the New Testament. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, Ananias played his part. And um, if uh, I wonder if, yeah. if somebody had said to one of us, I'm going to give you a part to play. It only lasts about 20 verses. Yeah. And the big star is you. The big star isn't you. Yeah. It's somebody else. Yeah. And, um, some people would would walk away from that, you know. Yeah, I know. That's mm-hmm. that's awesome. I mean, the thing is, it's like you say, playing your part. Yeah. In terms of like the time you're born, mm. and what God's given you to do, and these key moments where He moves you on and shows you something more, mm-hmm. like Jeremiah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I'm just thinking of Jeremiah when you're speaking there. Mm. This guy's full of God. He's anointed. He's a prophet. He's got the Word of God burning in him from being a kid. He preaches 50 years or something, isn't it? Mm. 50 years of ministry. No one ever listens to him. <laughs> you know, everyone disagrees with him. The nation goes downhill, 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 downhill. Yet, he's one of the greatest prophets yeah. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Not because he yeah. saw success. Yeah. Just because he did his bit. He played his part. And I mean, that's a that's a big hope for us who have to live in, yeah. in, in decline until the Lord turns up. Yeah. And I'm not saying people don't get saved and we don't see miracles. We do. We see phenomenal things. But nevertheless, mm. we know it's not what could, can be yeah. and, and could and should and w- what it would be. Mm. And, and I think that is, it's hard living in that tension. Mm. Um, but it's like Ian said there, you know, full of hope for revival, but um, not like angst. Not angst, hmm. like, where's revival, where's revival, yeah. will God turn up? No, yeah. that's not faith. Yeah. It's living for God now hmm. with everything yeah. you've got yeah. and doing what God's calling you to do now. And that, and that involves lots of personal revivals hmm. and incredible joy and, be- and, and, and happiness through that while you're waiting for the big waves. Hmm. And it's not denying the big waves either. Yeah. Oh, no, this is gr- everything's great, everything's great. Actually, it's not great. Yeah. The nation's falling to bits. Family life's falling to bits. 
morals have gone through the floor. The church is in decline. Hmm. It's no point in getting together for a big conference and saying, we're one, aren't we awesome? Actually, not really. Instead, let's get on our knees yeah. and ask God for more while we're living for him day by day. Yeah. Here endeth the Ruddick sermon. <laughs> you can come forward now, Stephen. Yeah. Just come to that screen. <laughs> Touch the screen. Hello. It's interesting, isn't it? Like how, I don't know, like, what's success you know like i mean success is measured you know by god isn't it like jeremiah was super successful in god's eyes but i'm yeah. sure to everyone around him he was just a proper failure you know yeah but it actually does it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter all that matters is what how god sees you you know and what you do with your little life and what i do with my little life here yeah. and now every day daily things just being a you know being your success in Jesus' eyes, yeah. whether people see you or whether we're doing something awesome or whether we're doing nothing. Yeah. We just want to be get to heaven and have a massive rewards, don't we? And big pat on the back and well done, good and faithful servant. And you're like, what did I do? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're trying to do our bit, don't we? Yeah. I think it's like, I was thinking of that scripture uh, in Acts where Paul's preaching. He says, you know, David served God in his generation. Yeah. And that's all we've got to do. We've yeah. got to serve God in our generation. Yeah. We've got to serve God now and whatever's happening now and in our lifetime, serve the purposes of God. And uh, and we hope and pray that yeah. we'll see revival. But, mm. uh, you know, if we don't, we still serve the purposes of God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And who knows, when a big revival comes, it might be uncomfortable for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it might be so different from what we're used to. We might be like, hey, what's I happening? I know. You I know. might not like it I, that much. I, I think, I think, um, I think there's a, revival can be quite relative as well, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, I genuinely I can't wait for the day when you see you thousands of people yeah. saved in one go, you know, and, you know, a huge percentage of the country turning to Jesus. You know, that's, that's our prayer, isn't it? Yeah. But, but I, I have been incredibly encouraged. Uh, you know, I come from a fairly small, I come from a very small church background. Yeah. Um, and I've been massively encouraged when I've seen, like, 11 family members all get saved. Oh, yeah. Um, over, like, the space of a year. You Amazing. Know, the, that the is wife come, The wife comes, and she gets saved. Yeah. She prays for her husband, he gets saved. Yeah. They pray for the kids, the kids get saved. Yeah. They pray for her brother, he gets saved. The brother then... Yeah. Is, is is way more um, not for, is, 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 is is way more anointed than the, the other first few. Oh yeah, and he and he goes from stride to stride, and then his missus gets saved, and then his kids get saved. Yeah, and then that his mate from work gets saved, and yeah. then yeah. the cousin gets saved. Yeah, and I tell you, when you see that happen, it 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 you Absolutely. can't wait to get to church to see who the next person is that's going to yeah. get saved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like you said, one and person is so encouraging, isn't it? Mm. There's now, like, you know, there's, there's now, like, getting to church and seeing new people, is there? Oh, and, know, um, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, it's interesting, years and years ago, when, when we used to go to another church, we used to run these services on a Sunday night, yeah. um, like evangelism services, and, and you get, like, 20 people, 20, 30 people going. Yeah. And, you know, they were all, they were all from the church, and they were all people from the church desperate to see people saved and yeah. coming willingly and, and what have you. And I remember this one night going there and just being like, Lord, this is just, we're going to get up and pour our hearts and soul into a room full of people that are already saved. Yeah. Would you, 
would you do something? Would you give us some encouragement, Lord, that what we're doing is the right thing? Yeah. And literally, as the service started, Patrick Hinton walked in with three girls off the street. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, um, and you, you just know God's with you, yeah. you know? You just yeah. know it. Mm. Absolutely. He's, he's doing it. He's, 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 you're doing what he's, is pleasing to him when you're sharing the gospel. And I don't know yeah, if you... Absolutely. I don't know if we were all in Estonia, but when we were in Estonia a few years ago, and we did that, I think it was the first, Revival conference we did. I can't remember yeah. whether it was the first or the second one. I think it was the one in Parnu. Yeah, Parnu. And we yeah. were staying. We were staying with a with a couple called Kyrie and Helva. Yeah. And um, and Helva had three brothers, three stepbrothers staying yeah. with him. And I don't know if you remember this, Martin, but on the very last night, or, or yeah. one of the last nights, all three of them came forward. Oh wow! No, I didn't and, know um, that. Well, that's awesome. It was. Pretty there were three awesome. brothers. They all came forward. Oh, the three wow. brothers. And um, and the next morning, I was we were sat uh, having breakfast with Kyrie and Helber. Yeah. And they hadn't gone that night. They yeah. hadn't gone that night. But um, when we told them the next morning that that some like seventeen people had gotten saved over the course of so many nights, yeah. Kyrie just turned and went. So the gospel still works then. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which is what you can feel like sometimes oh, if yeah. you haven't seen someone saved for a long time. Mm-hmm. You think, does it work? Yeah. And it's so helpful to see lives. Yeah, and that, and you see that a lot now, don't you? Think the church in general is kind of like really like um, stop really believing that the power of the preaching of the gospel works, and stop stop believing in having you know having faith in the Holy Spirit to move in power and revival and preaching the gospel. Yeah. So it's like generally like you see turning to the church turning to sort of almost anything, mm. but the proclamation of the gospel and uh, you know. All like good works and yeah. all these things, which are good, but without the preaching of the gospel, and it's like you know we must keep preaching the gospel and keep believing yeah. in revival and believing for God to move, even if it's just in faith for the time being. <laughs> yeah, because we will, we will see it, you know. And mini waves aren't mini for the people who get saved. Yeah, I mean when we did those Sunday evening services when we first kicked off the church in Teesside Park, you know, <clears throat> a couple of hundred people got saved in a short time, first time commitments. Wow, and um. Every every Sunday night, bunches of people were coming forward. Do you know what? You can't actually make that happen. Mm. Oh, we just do it every week. Yeah, it's a wave yeah. of God, yeah. actually. Yeah, well, but it's massively encouraging. Yeah, interesting. Um, Tom Gibbons here says, uh, "Who? Tom Gibbons? Tom G? Never heard of him." <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he 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 humbly <coughs> took that doctor off his name. He's just Tom Gibbons here. He's a humble top Tom Gibbons here. PhD. Um, is uh, Tom saying, is what's happening now preparing us for the big Wigglesworth revival? If so, how? I think so. I think it's part of, partly, where this is like what God's doing with, with a bunch of yeah. us in our movement is all these little personal revivals that we've all been mentioning tonight. And I know there's loads more than, than just us that are chatting on here tonight as well in our church and our movement that God's been stirring and bringing personal yeah. revival for and People have seen revival and had experiences and seen it spiritually and seen it really and are hungry for it and know there's something more coming. I think it's, you know, it's 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 for us. Obviously, these personal things are for us, but they're also like, I don't think it's any accident that God's sort of brought us all together with His vision for revival that's burning our hearts. You know, it's not just a nice idea that we have; it's something yeah. that God's put in us that we can't couldn't shake off if we tried. And I think that's part of prep for this massive revival that, that's going to come. So I think yeah, it's, it's it's both. I think it's it's prepped for that as well. Stephen, what do you think? Uh, I'm not sure what Tom's question means exactly. Whether he means like 
I think it means corona. Way, the coronavirus yeah, I think that's, that's what it means. All oh, right. All right. Okay. Whether he means what you know happened with our church, but, but, but either way, I think I think Let so. You know, like Amazing Grace is not like any church I've ever been part of before. And, and I, I don't mean that like big us up and like we're awesome or anything like you that. You feel free uh, to big us up, bro. You go for it. <laughs> we're right with you. I've, just, I've never been part of a church where God has brought so many sort of like-minded people together. And, you know, like, it, it's difficult, like, to have a church with so many leaders in it. And I've never seen it before. <laughs> it's like God's brought everyone together. And you, you got to think that there's a purpose for that. Yeah. It's not just like so we can all have a nice jolly together. You know, the Holy Spirit's got something that He mm. wants to happen. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously like God bringing us together. Uh, and and I, I just don't think that could happen without the Holy Spirit doing it. Mm. And 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 I, you know, I'm not like picking us up saying we're special. I, I just think that like God's done something. <clears throat> uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and the current crisis we're going through. Uh, yeah, I think God's just shaking the nations. Yeah. He's shaking people's trust. Yes, yeah. he's, he's causing people to lose trust mm. in the things that they had trust in. Yeah, and yeah. you know there might be more. There might be more things that get shaken. You know, uh, mm. and and I think it's about it's about giving people the chance to seek God. You know, yeah. when all these things get shaken and then they've got nothing yeah. left. You know that they stood on then maybe they start looking for something more dependable, you know. Yeah. I think it's just the mercy of God. Yeah. Uh, giving people a chance, you know, giving people the opportunity to, to, to find him. Yeah, Stephen, sure. we, you know, you're a prophet and we know you're, um, you know, you were mentioning about the shakings and there might be some more shakings. What does your prophetic sense say about, like, what else can there be or what else might be coming up? Uh... I, I I don't know. I don't want to prophesy because uh, I don't I don't know for sure. But I, but I, I I feel like there's there's more to come. You know, yeah. uh, I suspect that there's financial shakings to come. You know, but that's it's just a hunch, really. Uh, I that I'm, I'm sure there's more to come. You know, mm. and uh, and you know this isn't the end of it. You know, yeah. I think I think God's going to shake us more as a nation. I think it started with Brexit for Britain. Yeah. Uh, suppose that that's a, a shaking all over Europe really as well yeah uh, and and then you know this coronavirus and and I, I just think there's more uh, yeah I think there's more to come yeah uh, but that's yeah yeah I'm not I'm not prophesying it in the sense you know this is going to happen and that's going to happen and because uh, because I genuinely don't know but mm. you just yeah sometimes you have a feeling you just like it's not just a like a little hunch it's, it's like a prophetic hunch you know you just got a the mm. sense of the way the wind's blowing in yeah. the spirit, if you like. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting, in, if, if you look at church history and you look at these big waves of, of revival and renewal and the church expanding quickly, much more quickly than normally, um, unless revival's normal, unless to, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> you know, you, when you look at these waves, you look at the history of the nations where they sparked off, often... There's been a great humbling beforehand. Yeah, there has been yeah. these shakings yeah. and humblings <clears throat> yeah. um, to help people turn back to God. Yeah, you know there was huge movements towards God after the Chicago fire of Chicago, um, yeah. after the Second World War. You know, mm. Billy Graham coming to the UK, hundred thousand people got saved mm. in that in that 
first, you know, that's the same amount that got saved in the Welsh Revival. I mean, it's massive, actually. And so many ministers, so many people entered the ministry after he came as well in in the 50s. Um, God was raising up leaders for the next generation. But it's often in the midst of a lot of shaking and stuff before Wesley Mm. and Whitfield Mm. and those guys. The UK was in, you know, France had just had revolution. Britain was on track for revolution, you know. It was the time of, like, Sir Mob, where they had mob rule Mm. in most of the towns outside London. There was very little policing and control. There was the gin craze. People drank gin instead of water because the water was so bad. There was prostitution everywhere. There was all sorts of really vicious sports, abuse of animals, abuse of kids. There was, I think there's 120 odd hanging offences. You know, they were hanging kids for stealing a loaf of bread. Public hangings saw huge groups of people turn up to be entertained by them. I mean, the country was absolutely falling apart. And yet in 50 years, just 50 years, you know, historians said swearing has stopped in England. I mean, it's obviously exaggeration, Mm. but the the difference Mm. in the nation was unbelievable. The gin houses were shut. Why? Because no one was attending. That's why. Mm. Because there were so many thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people Mm. saved in Methodist chapels singing singing (coughs) hearts out to Mm. the Lord. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It's like, I was thinking a similar thing before you were started to say about that, it often seems like that pattern of how God bring, like, brings a nation down or just shakes it or, or and or wakes it, you know. And it's almost like you often see, or you very always, I think, see prayer, don't you, before yeah. revivals. And you see, you saw that, I saw Someone that in the Hebrides as well. Yeah. And it's so, interesting. So what other kind of signs or things that usually, patterns that happen before revivals are there? We mentioned prayer and uh, like some kind of shaking of things i think historically that's it mm. usually there's some sort of trouble shaking in the nation usually not always yeah. actually but <clears> often <throat> and then there's always someone crying out to god yeah and it doesn't have to be a lot mm. you know yeah it, it was wesley and whitfield and a couple of their pals mm. i mean it literally was it was mm. a very one small group in the Great Awakening and, and the Hebridean revival, it was two, two old women, Peggy, yeah. Peggy and Christine Smith. <laughs> yeah, two old ladies. It, it always starts with a seed with God. Isn't it? I mean, like yeah. even yeah. even the church started with twelve, uh, yeah. and then you know, then a hundred and and you know, it's never you know the big moves of God that they don't start like with a big move that becomes a bigger move. Yeah, they they, they start with like a group of people hmm. who. Who are passionate for God? Yeah, Ian, you've seen the Holy Spirit moving in meetings. I know with me and and, and without me. But what what's some of the awesome things you've seen in, when you've been leading worship and you've seen God moving? Can you remember any? Um, I, I think for 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 sure that the most amazingly impressive thing for me t- yeah. tends to be the number of people that get healed. Yeah. Um, mm. So obviously, it's it's not that it's necessarily the only thing that yeah that that I notice, I notice but but it is just so noticeable <laughs> yeah. that um God just moves yeah mm. that the, the healing power of Jesus is yeah. just like 
It's unstoppable. Yeah. You know, it's just unstoppable. Um, and um, yeah, uh, there's quite a lot of... I, 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 I don't know whether I agree or get frustrated or disagree with it when people yeah. say... If God, if God made 100 people get up out of their wheelchairs tomorrow um, and walk, yeah. you'd see 100,000 people turn to Jesus. Huh. I, do, you know, know. do you know what? I don't know yeah. if that's true. I don't. Yeah. Because I, I know people that need a miracle in their lives every day and they get them and they still don't turn to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. um, you know? Um, yeah. Um, so I, I'm not sure about that. But I have to say that for me, I, I have been amazed in, yeah. a, in a fantastic way, amazed at the healing power yeah. of Jesus, um, uh, what, uh, and, yeah. and revival is, is a, you know, it, they go hand in hand for me. Yeah, as do as the miracles. Sounds you know, some sound. of the some of the whether they be financial or work or family miracles. Yeah. Of, I mean, when when we went to that Ilsom um, training a few years ago, that international leadership. Yeah, thing, some of the some of the family risks that had been going on oh, for years yeah. that were get that were getting broken yeah. as people were coming back to Jesus, which was yeah. quite phenomenal. You know, international, where where families lived in different countries and they hadn't spoken to each other for like twenty years, yeah. and just, you know, phone call, miracles like yeah, that. Yeah. So I, I guess for me, it, I, I would say um, certainly that the, the power of healing is like yeah. unbelievable. It's incredible. You know, yeah. it's absolutely <clears throat> incredible. And, and I think the other bit for me would just be the the, the love yeah. and the compassion of the church. So yeah. you know, the Bible says, doesn't it, that where where that God commands a blessing, yeah. where where brothers and sisters dwell in unity. Yeah, the Bible says that quite clear. And and I have to say, I, I think I've experienced disunity yeah, in yeah. Plenty, in pl- on plenty of occasions. Yeah, um, and as a result of that disunity, I've seen. I think I've seen absolutely nout happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what what I have seen when when there's a piece of when the serious revival going on, or at least yeah. glimpses of it, um, is incredible unity between yeah. uh, brothers and sisters in the church. Yeah. <clears throat> That's awesome. It's interesting that the sort of effect on relationships. Mm. We haven't touched on that very much, but you know, you were saying there about families getting healed. Yeah. I mean. And again, you know, people get healed physically and it is a sign of wonder. It's phenomenal in any meeting. Someone gets healed. Hey, you know, and for people who poo-poo healing, uh, well, if you were sick and you got healed, you wouldn't think like that. Because when you're ill and in pain and then there's no pain and no sickness, it's a phenomenal miracle for you. However, there's another amazing effect of the Holy Spirit moving and people getting right with God. And, and, and Ian's used an interesting example there of the importance of unity and love I think it is, being yeah. a channel for that is when people forgive each other. Mm. And, you know, he's talking about families getting healed there. Yeah. And one of the things happens when you, when you return to God mm. and stop your wandering and come back to God and get right with God is your heart gets soft mm. and you start giving money to people who need it. You start sharing, opening your heart and loving people who you wouldn't normally love it wouldn't be in your normal friendship group, right? Which is genuine unity, isn't it? Hmm. Able to love people across your little, yeah. you know, what, what you're comfortable with. Hmm. That's the love of God, not your love. Yeah. And, th- and hmm. then out of that, the healing of families and relationships. Hmm. I mean, if there's anything about this country that you'd say, or I'd say, 
that I've seen over the last 35 years of being a Christian is the devastation of family life. Yeah. You know, the breaking and breaking and breaking of families so that what's normalised is, you know, an absolute cocktail of anyone's kids and mm. partners and yeah. whatever all being raised by whoever. Mm. It's just so normal. Yeah. But yet the heartbreak mm. and the division actually is massive. Yeah. And when you see families getting healed yeah. and, and rifts being uh, healed through forgiveness, that is miraculous. And it's massively encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Martin, you've read the book and I know you've had an interesting personal connection with Pastor Rain, who saw the massive revival in the 1970s. Tell us, like, what were some of the things that were happening in the 1970s in Estonia, which was part of the Soviet Union then? And if you can remember, how did that revival end? Because I think that's interesting what you well, said. It's funny, Margaret was saying this to me in the garden today because... <clears throat> She was just saying, oh, you'll have to mention what Rain said about revival. I mean, it's interesting hearing someone talk about revival who's actually experienced it. Yeah. A big one, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of Russian people getting saved um, and a lot of Estonian people getting renewed, but mainly Russians getting saved in the Tallinn, in the Tallinn revival in, in, in um, the 70s. Um, and again, you know, like Ema said about healing, one of the things they saw was... They had, they had a room just filled with crutches and wheelchairs. Wow. You see photographs of it, you know, mountains of crutches up to the ceiling, you know, in this huge chapel, mm-hmm. um, the healing chapel where we've been and preached and stuff. But one of the things Rain said to me and Margaret uh, on one occasion when we, when we first met him was about revival. I mean, it's interesting. We weren't even talking about revival. We were just getting introduced to him and asked him to pray for us and stuff. But Rain, who led the revival in the <coughs> 70s, said, I was thinking about revival today. And me and Margaret, you know, our four ears went up. <laughs> and he said, um, and I was just thinking how you just can't start it <laughs> or keep it going. <laughs> and he said, the first revival in Estonia that I know about happened a couple of hundred years ago, where a man went to a village to teach the women how to keep their houses clean. Oh, yeah. And he was showing them how to make chimney, chimneys to get the smoke out of the house. So it wasn't, wasn't even talking about God. Mm. But I don't know, I'd be interested to know his life and who he actually was. He must have been a believer. And he gathered the women of the village together and said, I want to speak to you about bringing cleanness to your house and life. And when he said that, they all fell on their faces, burst into tears, and started repenting. Hmm. So yeah. God used something so random, yeah, so <clears throat> sovereign, to begin this huge revival. And you yeah. know what, Stephen, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the Moravians, which might be good for you to mention in a minute. But hmm. And then Rain said to, to us that day, look, the other thing I realised is you just can't keep it going. He said, when the revival calmed down, in Tallinn, he said, I tried everything to keep it going. Hmm. Prayer and fasting, hmm. all night prayer <clears> meetings, <throat> getting big evangelists in, television ministry. Hmm. He said, we tried everything, <clears throat> everything, everything. But when that season's over, it's over. Yeah. You know, and so there were two things that Rain, that you actually personally wow. said to me. Yeah. Wow. That obviously you're going to remember. <sighs> yeah. But Stephen, you were saying something about the uh, Hearn Hut and the Moravians bringing... 
the gospel and revival to Estonia about that same yeah, time, weren't you? It was the first. It was the first real move of God in in Estonia and Latvia, brought uh, by the Moravians. Uh, uh, I didn't actually know this until last summer, but uh, you know, from uh, from Hernhut, which is uh, in sort of the border of Poland and Germany and Czech Republic, uh, the the Moravians they sent missionaries to uh, uh, oh, town in uh, Latvia. I've forgotten where it's called, but anyway, uh, and basically set up like a, a training college there. Yeah, and uh, and, th- and they and they started to preach the gospel uh, to the local <clears throat> Latvians and uh, Estonians, but, but you know in their own language because obviously all the nobility were German, uh, German speaking. And uh, and these uh, Hernhutters, they were obviously German speaking as well, which is how yeah. they were able to come in, you know, uh, yeah. freely. And uh, and you know there was there was a real massive move of God. And actually, it's the foundation of both the Estonian and Latvian nations. You know, mm. it brought cultural awareness. It brought uh, you know uh, Estonian and Latvian, you know, written down and wow. uh, language that you could write. And it, it wow. It essentially, essentially created the nations of Estonia and Latvia. Wow, you know? all you atheists in Estonia listening, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. and it's phenomenal, you know, like, uh, they had, uh, by by the 1850s, so it was a long time, you know, it's like yeah. more than 100 years, I think, by the 1850s they had, they had over 100 houses of prayer, wow. where, you know, they're praying 24 hours a day in Estonia and Latvia. Wow. Uh, Ian, you've been quiet a little bit. Believe it or not, there's an actual question that's been uh, put in but come to ask from you. So here it is. Um, So it says, do you think revival is pending or non-existent in the Western church or even the world because of the lack of response to calling and vocation? Meaning the modern lifestyle makes people unwilling to give up comforts and pleasures to face a life of faith and trials. Are these connectors? That is that some is really question. Good, it's a really good question. And I was, it was one that I was thinking, it was something I was thinking of um, tonight, actually, which, which is that, um, you know, you, you don't go looking for food unless you're hungry. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I know many people in the world um, who are pretty satisfied with, with the world, actually. Yeah. They're pretty, they're pretty satisfied with their life. They're pretty satisfied with their job, their home, their mm. financial situation. Mm. They're pretty sa- satisfied with their family, with their health. They're, yeah. they're pretty satisfied. You know, they're not unhappy. In fact, I know many people that would say they are happy um, and, um, and and enjoying life, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't know if they would say that right now in, in, uh, in this situation of yeah. lockdown but, I, but I, I would say that they genuinely feel um happy um so you know if if you're not looking for something yeah um, then then it's going to take something pretty amazing for it to find you yeah um and that, that's why i think I, so I, I do i don't think that people are looking you know um a lot of people talk about like, people are searching always searching well i i don't see a lot of that yeah. I don't yeah. see a lot of people searching sure. for stuff. Um, I don't. I just. I just don't. Because if I did, we'd see a lot more people coming through the doors of the church. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
Um, but but so so I agree with that. Whoever said it, I agree that people's lifestyle these days, um, um, they're happy with their lot. Mm. You know, they're absolutely happy. A lot of people are very, very happy with what they have. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and I think, I think that's a massive challenge. And, it is. Uh, what, what, uh, I think what Stephen was talking about earlier in terms of uh, a shaking and a, an awakening. Well, actually, I think it's exactly what it needs. It needs an awakening. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you think of people's lifestyles now, like yeah. Ian's saying there, this is the 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 most comfortable, hmm. uh, certainly what Britain ever has ever been. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, I mean, oh, it was only seventy five years ago, wasn't it? World War Two. Hmm. Oh, no. You know, there was no railings around any parks because we'd sawn them all down to make bombs. You know, there's there's, there's queuing up for a loaf of bread, there's hmm. sharing your brothers and sisters' clothes. Everyone had hand me downs. Hmm. I mean, how that's changed in one generation. Wow. One generation, 75 years. Hmm. Now, like Ian said, you know, what what does the average person really need? <clears throat> got a couple of cars. Oh, no. They've got the gym membership. Hmm. They eat healthy. <clears throat> they think they're going to live a long life. That's hmm. all they want. Plenty of holidays. Loads of money. Who needs God? Hmm. Is that, that is what it feels like, you know. Yeah. And Ian's right. You know, he goes to work there. He doesn't meet loads of people begging to tell him about Christianity. <clears throat> yeah, same. Because people are satisfied. I know. It's like the Lord either is going to bring us right down to our knees again or just do something massive and sovereign. Because it's like a power and a principality, isn't it? It's like a spiritual, like, feels like it's like a lie or a heaviness that's over mm-hmm. the West at the moment where it's like everything's okay, you know, you're fine. And people do feel like Ian was saying, they probably do feel fine and happy mm-hmm. and everything's fine. But actually, peace, peace. but actually, the truth, the truth is everything's not fine if you're headed for hell. Yeah. yeah, it's like a, a proper lie, you know. Yeah. So it's like you know, God can do something like He can do whatever He likes, can He? But you mm. often see, like we've been discussing, He can bring a nation to its knees, and so everyone's crying out like, oh, "God, you know, bring, yeah. bring us right down." He can do that. He might do that. And then you see sometimes, like in the Hebrides, where there's a couple of old ladies praying mm. for a few weeks, and then all of a sudden at three o'clock in the morning. Literally, it's like God turns the spiritual lights on, boom. Yeah. At three o'clock in the morning, literally, physically, everybody wakes up out of the bed, turns the light on, and they're like, <gasps> there's just a shocking awareness of God yeah. and the reality of God. Wow. And I'm and I'm not saved. I need to get right with God. People are weeping and running to church and in tears by the side of the streets and all at exactly the same time. You see like people in a nightclub at three o'clock in the morning, the same time, loads of young people in a nightclub, totally oblivious, fast asleep, enjoying the life. Mm. But then same time, same thing, boom. Spiritually, God just does something massively sovereign and awesome. And they all just, the music, the DJ just stops the music. They all just, <gasps> and wow. they're just aware of heaven and hell and the reality of God, that they need Jesus, they need to be saved. And they, and they run to church, you know. No one knows and they're weeping by the street and, it's like shocking, you know. Wow. I mean, God can do anything, can he? Yeah. I mean, he can wake us up, you know. He can do whatever he likes. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, that is a shocking one because <clears throat> oh, no. at the first instant, there's, there's no even evangelist. Yeah. You know, I, I love that story that we heard from Reinhardt when he, <coughs> he goes into that disco oh, and, yeah. you know, he has five about minutes that. to speak at a disco, speaks, they all get saved. I mean, it's phenomenal, you know. Yeah. Speaking in a nightclub and they're convicted and saved, but that's with an evangelist. Yeah, 
This is so sovereign, that Hebrides oh, yeah. revival. This is like, unbelievable. I mean, the, what, God did send an evangelist. He had Duncan Campbell, didn't he, go yeah. there, ready. Yeah. But this stuff was happening before they'd him been, and apart from him. They'd been praying for a couple of months before yeah. it was building. You know, he just walked into it and reaped it, really. It's, it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we should uh, pray about revival in a moment, but I want to ask, like, the, the title of, the, uh, of tonight's topic, which is, while we're waiting for the revival, what the heck do we do while we're waiting? Stephen, you just—I mean, you've got to—you've got to get on with it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's basic. Yeah? You, you've got to live your life. You've got to uh, do what God calls you to do. Uh, you've got to have a deep personal relationship with God, yeah. and and you've got to be hungry. I think, yeah. like, uh, you know, like revival's not happening, but I think it's good to be hungry for it. Yeah. Uh, you just you just got to keep that in your heart, yes. and you've got to keep seeking God and keep following him and you know and 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 that's that's actually the answer uh and it's actually what brings revival as well yeah you know uh, when people start doing that and and don't lose your confidence look mm. you know like all right we aren't seeing you know millions of people getting saved yeah. but we are seeing people getting saved yeah the gospel does have power yeah. when we preach it yeah. people do get saved yeah. miracles do happen people yeah. do get healed yes uh pe- families do uh get healed uh all of these things happen uh we just want to see it more and uh so we don't want to think oh well none of these things happen because you know we need revival because actually they do mm. yeah just just keep going for it and uh and I think I think that's what that's what we do, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think like you know the, the church is not going to die. Uh, yeah. Look at look at the history of the church. Yeah, mm-hmm. never die. And it's like it's gone through lots of things <laughs> through the millennia, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, suffered the Roman Empire, you know. Yeah. So uh, it's you know the, the church is going to continue to be built uh, I mean, with or without yeah. revival. And like you know, Stephen's saying that it's. When we talk about the church in decline, we are talking about Western Europe only. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're not talking about the world. The church is anything yeah. but in decline in Africa, hmm. and in India, and South America, and and China, and the the Far East. Hmm. It's exploding with growth, you know. Yeah. But it's um, more than it ever has. But it the place where it is in decline is where, you know, the gospel first was first received Europe. And where it, where all the missionaries originally went out from Europe, yeah. and that that's the place where it's it needs the renewal right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be interesting to hear like everyone's opinion on this. Like, what do you do while you're waiting? Like, what would be some some personal tips? You know, like everyday life while you're waiting for the revival and not going with the stream of the world. How do you keep yourself um, like swimming the other way, mm. Ian? So, um, I don't think I'm waiting, Lowry, actually. Yeah. I'm waiting for revival. I'm just living my life. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm doing what, what I believe God wants me to do, which is I'm worshipping him. Mm. Uh, I'm raising my family to uh, accept him as their saviour. Yeah. Uh, because, to be honest with you, um, you can have all the revival meetings you like in the world, but if my kids aren't there, yeah. <laughs> then I've missed a massive point, right? Yeah. Um, so 
So for me, it's it, it's me, it's my family, mm. and yeah. it's the people who I come into contact with, um, you know, and I would hope that there's a little bit of Jesus rubs off on them. Yeah. Um, so that there may be some raving evangelicals out there that say, you, you need to be preaching the word and get it into the faces and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, I think that I think they're nuts, if I'm honest with you. Um, personally, I think it's about showing people that you've got something amazing in your life. Sure. And I don't I don't need to ram that down people's throats, but I do need to talk to them about it. Yeah. I do need to talk to them about it. So um so I I'm I'm doing what's within my grasp. Yeah. I I'm I'm not with so so for me that is part of the whole journey. You know, somewhere down the line, I'd like to think that someone recalls a conversation we've had and they call me up one day or come and see me and say, do you remember we were talking about this five years ago? Well, actually, I really need to talk to you about it again. And, you know, other people will say, I can't believe you'd wait that long. Well, you know, that's, I'm just telling you the truth. This is a this yeah. is an honesty podcast. Yeah. I, don't, I don't go out every Saturday, walk around Middlesbrough Town Centre, <laughs> giving out tracts and yeah. telling people that yeah. the, the end of the world is yeah. nigh. Tom Gibbons and, um, <laughs> and, and, and And I don't, because I don't sure. think it would work, sure. actually. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, but what I do think works is, um, I, I think two things happen in revival. Yeah. I think something in, there's one-to-one relationships yeah. um, in, with each other, and then there's a move of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I wouldn't describe this as waiting, I don't think I'm waiting. I don't yeah. think we're waiting. Yeah. I think we're just doing. Yeah. Which, you know, what was it? Why is it bonk? He says God doesn't wait with waiters; he goes with goers, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Just, just you know, just, we're yeah, not. I'm not waiting for anything. Yeah. I'm just doing. I'm just doing, and I, I've got every belief, every yeah. faith that God's going to move, and God is moving. Yeah. I think that's right. I mean, waiting's an F word, really. We're not waiting for anything. Hmm. We're just believing yeah. more is coming. Hmm. We're looking ahead for great things and getting on with serving Jesus, living for Jesus while we're here. Hmm. Andy, anything? Yeah. Do you add? Yes, similar thing. It's just like, for me, it's about, like, yeah, just like living the different lifestyle to what everyone else lives. Just living a biblical lifestyle as much as possible. And just having that, like Stephen said, as deep a personal relationship with the Lord as possible and, and looking different from the world and, like, being different from the world. And, like, as a spiritual thing, like, just having that deep personal relationship with God, you know, being as surrendered as possible, as humble as possible, as prayerful as possible, as unworldly as possible. Sounds like mess. <laughs> not that we stick to this, not that I stick to this, obviously, you know, but as but like, yeah. and all in grace, right, you know, like, this yeah, isn't absolutely. heavy or legalistic, but it's just like a real thing that is a hunger in me to want to, to, to live like this. And I don't know, I love, the, I love these stories of this guy hundreds of years ago in Estonia, for example, that guy who mm. come to just bring some coal. I want to teach you, <laughs> yeah. I want to teach you how to, um, you know, keep your house, get your house warm, or keep, keep give you, yeah, get your house clean. cleansed, give you, yeah. get your house clean, and probably because of his lifestyle, probably because of his prayer and who he was in God and his holiness, and all the rest, and the time of the sovereignty of God in it, God just used him. Boof! I don't know. I love those kind of stories. Yeah. Or when you see Whitfield going to preach in America, and there's people 
all night riding, running twelve miles on horses, and they can see thousands of people in the dust. Oh yeah. And this, and they stand up to see him, and he, and it says he looks like he, and he looks angelic, as if God was on him. Yeah. And it, it was enough. This man said in this book I'm reading, it, it was enough to have me trembling before he even yeah. opened his mouth. You know, I just want to, I just want us to be used like this. Yeah. You know, I just, just want like us to be so game. full of God. I want us yeah. to be so full of God that. Stuff like this happens, you know. Even yeah, if it's yeah. not, even if it's like not through us, it's, it's some other way or yeah. whever. It's like I don't know. I love those kind of supernatural sovereignty of God kind of massive so outpourings, you, think, you know. But so, do you think radical Christian response has a radical outcome? Do you think there's some kind of pattern in that? Uh, you asking me? Yeah. Anyone? Sorry, I was just looking at that bird over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does Ian and Stephen think? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, uh, as it, uh, Paul said to Timothy, you know, like in a house, there's there's lots of different, you know, tools, lots of different yeah. things. And, you know, uh, those who who make themselves clean, is it? A, you know, correct yeah. me if I'm misquoting it, but like, you know, they'll be used for special purposes. Yeah. And if you want to be used for special purposes, then uh, make yourself special. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't mean like special that you're like awesome, special before God. Hmm. Yeah, set apart for God. Surrendered, mm. isn't it? Yeah, surrendered, just ready to be used, whether you're used often or not, isn't it? By his grace. Yeah. I was going to add, though, I think like it's about where, where you stand as well, not just what you stand on. Yeah, like, go on, Stephen. You want to stand with people that are passionate for God. <clears throat> yeah. So, you, you know, like... You, I mean, there's so much sort of military language in the, the New Testament, isn't there, of, like, Christianity. Yeah. And, you know, armies don't march as one person on their own. Mm. And you, you want to choose who you're marching with and mm. uh, who, who stood with you because it rubs off on you and you yeah. rub from them. And, uh, uh, yeah. So I think if, you know, while you're waiting, you're going to use that word then look around at the people that you're, that you're meeting with and, you know, are they working? Are, are, they, yeah. are they looking to God or, yeah. or are they just getting on with their lives? Uh, you know, find people who are passionate for God and get with them. Yeah. Very I think, good. I, I think that's really key, you know, like, uh, who, who's around you is, is really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah find people good. that follow the Holy Spirit. I am sure uh, are speaking in tongues, who are doing miracles, uh, you know, yeah. and, and who are passionate for God and stand with them and don't and don't stand with people that, yeah. that, that care less. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. We're called to be different, aren't we? We're called to be different as yeah. Christians to stand and be different and not to be, you know, the same. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people say things like, oh, Christians, we just want to show everyone that we're the same and that we're all normal, but we're not normal, you know. We're called to be different, set apart, aren't we? And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ian, um, would you like wrap this up and just pray for everyone who's listening and for us and about revival and everything, anything that comes to your to your heart? And I think it would be nice to actually hear you, Stephen, pray for us as well, and then then we'll wrap it up. Nah, I'm not that bothered, Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, shall we pray? Yes, yeah, shall pray. we pray? Yeah, go for it, brother. Yeah. 
So, Father, I thank you because you're the God of everything. Mm. Uh, you're the God of the creation, and you're the God of revival. Right. Lord, mm. when when you move, the earth shakes. Yeah. You sneeze, and volcanoes erupt. Mm. Lord, you, you, you breathe, and hurricanes start because you're God. You've created everything. And, uh, and there's a time and a place for absolutely everything. Your blueprint is perfect. Your son is perfect. Amen. Your plan is perfect. And yes, Holy Spirit, we just thank you for being with us tonight. We ask that you fill every thank room yes, listening Lord. to this podcast right now. We pray that you fill every heart and every soul listening in mm. right now. We pray, Lord, that you bless every family connected with this with this podcast, with this church, with everybody listening, Lord, mm. that you, you just bless every family. Thank Lord, you. let revival start with ourselves in our own hearts. Let it start in our own homes and reach out into the streets and schools and shops and workplaces that we we all go to but i just pray that you would um uh, breathe breathe oxygen onto our fire lord that we would um be reinvigorated and reignited and refocused to win every soul for you in jesus name we pray and we thank you for your promises that your promises are true Yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you for, for, for men and women that have gone before us, that, that you've used and given us great examples of, of, of how you can move, Lord. And we just we pray and believe for a, an amazing outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen. Stephen? Is it me now? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I just, uh, before I pray as well, I... I really felt when I was saying that about, uh, you know, about who you stand with, I really feel there's some people listening tonight that, that, that God is calling you to find some new friends, mm. some new people to stand with. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about uh, John Maxwell as this quote, he says, you know, look around at the people that, you know, are around you and, and that's what you're going to look like in 10 years. And, you know, if, if you look around at the people, around you do you want to be like them and maybe maybe i think there's some people listening tonight that you, you need to get around some different people uh, but i i just want to pray for that and pray for everyone listening and you know maybe just hold out your hands and i'm going to pray but you know god's god's doing something isn't he isn't about my prayer and father i thank you uh that you've been speaking to us tonight and uh, i just ask your that you send your Holy Spirit right now into our hearts because we're your people, uh, we're your church, Lord. And I ask that you fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill us with peace right now. Proclaim the peace of Jesus over everyone listening uh, right now in Jesus' name. Fill our hearts with joy, Lord God. Fill us with life, Lord. Remind us of all the good things you've done for us, Lord, that we'll be thankful to you and, uh, Lord, uh, Lord, we just rebuke all the fear over people's lives, Lord, in this moment, Lord, in this yeah. time, Lord. And uh, we ask that uh, you just pour out your life into people right now that are listening uh, in the name of Jesus. And I pray for everyone, Lord, who's who's looking around right now at the at the uh, the friends and the people around them, the Christians they associate with, Lord, and they realise that, you know, they need some new people in their life, Lord. And I, I just pray that you give them those people, Lord. Yeah. As they're responding to you right now, Lord, I pray that you supply those people, Lord. You supply those on-fire people, those people that are going to challenge them and push them forward. And 
uh, you know, help them serve you, Lord, in, in this generation. Uh, I pray, Father, that you bring those people into their lives yes. sovereignly, Lord, and open up opportunities for them, Lord. Thank you. Uh, I pray. Uh, and just we just thank you, Lord, that you're on the move and that you're going to do something in Europe, Lord. We, we believe it and we know it, Lord. And uh, we thank you that you're doing stuff now, Lord. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you, Ian and Stephen, for praying and, and tuning in and, you know, saying your part tonight so we're gonna end tonight and um, as always uh, you can listen to this back on google podcast spotify and now even on apple itunes so if you know anyone who wants to listen to it back backwards or replay it then it's available in the next few days this episode tonight will be available there and uh, so you can share it i'm gonna leave it in the comment sections below on facebook as well as on the on youtube if you're listening to this on youtube you can already find these on the uh, actual descriptions of um, the video on youtube but yeah we're going to be back uh, on sunday and next week so thank you everyone for listening and uh, for your kind comments and all the questions and uh, yeah we're gonna say bye everybody Bye now, everyone. Thank you. Goodbye. God bless you. Bye. Bye. Bye.